Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. How's everybody doing? Still getting used to this setup. People in the front row, very close, very intimate. I don't, I don't hate it. JFK is still dead. No big surprise there. Well, I'm bringing the energy down. That's probably a mistake. I don't know why I'm doing that. That's a shame. I see some hummus. Guys, just a couple things. Uh, November 3rd, Washington, D.C., at the Anthem, uh, Pod Tours America, the Pod Save America show is sold out. There's a few tickets left for Love It or Leave It, the late show. And, you know, why would you miss that? It'd be a huge mistake. Also, we have a new website, cricket.com, and I want to thank Red Antler, the company that raced against the clock to put together a really awesome website. How many of you guys have been checking out cricket.com? Yeah. That's good, because that's also the place where you can buy merch. And last but not least, a reminder to follow us on Facebook. As you know, Love It or Leave It is locked in a kind of war of attrition uh, with the baby boomer generation on Facebook. Uh, You know, millennials, we have the numbers, but they have the passion. Uh, And they were here first. They know the lay of the land. You guys ready for a great show? Very excited about our panel tonight. He is a Chicago actor and comic. You've heard him on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Please welcome Brian Babylon. This is, this is when they talk about American ingenuity and get up and go and making shit happen. This is what you're talking about. You're talking this about a policy podcast at the Improv on a Thursday night. Yes. You are like you are like a little small business making things happen, employing people, taxes, revenue. Hell yeah. Fuck that, man. You're doing it. <laughs> You've seen her work on MTV, Spike TV, the site formerly known as Fusion, which is like I guess the artist formerly known as Prince, all over the internet. She <laughs> What was that gasp? I'm just happy it happened. I'm letting it go. She's a writer, comedian, YouTuber, YouTuber, host of GK Now, and one of Crooked Media's newest contributors. Please welcome Akilah Hughes. (laughs) 
Akilah, how are you? Honestly, I'm so jet lagged. <laughs> if this sucks, it's because of that. Where are you coming from? New York. <laughs> I'm bringing the energy down. I see some hummus. <laughs> He's a British comedian on Bounty Hunters. He has a show called Travels with My Father and a new stand-up special on Netflix. Please welcome Jack Whitehall. Good evening. American politics. This could be a tricky night for me. I'm not going to lie. Cricket.com, I thought that was about the sport. That's why I joined up for this, and it's not. I've confused that. You know what's interesting? Uh, for us, this is all a real night that's happening, but you just woke up in a nightmare. <laughs> you just, you're still asleep on that flight because yeah. there's no way you would get off a plane and come immediately to a podcast in front of a live audience at a comedy club about the intricacies of American politics. It just yeah, seems impossible. No, I on normally do. Whenever I get off a plane, I'm just desperate to talk about Jim Flake. <laughs> Jeff! 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 You know, you know, Jack, I want to tell you something, Jack. I think this I'm going to go. Good night. Thank you very no, much. No, no, Give me the hummus. I'm off. Jack, Jack, I think that what just happened is a learning, is a learning opportunity because here's the thing. Oh, fuck. Your, Brit, your Britishness, your Britishness and confidence gave you the chance to have all of us believe that you did that on purpose. Yeah. And I think, how many of you thought he was being funny about Jeff Flake's name? I sure did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's British. That's the British baby humor. boomers saw straight <laughs> through me. British humor. It was, we thought it was. Wise. Brian thought it was British humor. British yeah. humor. I'm going to be <laughs> using that excuse a lot this evening. Yeah. British Do humor. we have any British people in the audience? Yeah. Uh, two guys. I'll be pitching this mainly to you two tonight. <laughs> <laughs> did you come together and then just fall out? Or, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jeff Flake. Good old Jeff. Good old Jim. Speaking of John Flake. artist formerly known as Jim. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Isn't, isn't, you know, like Bill is Will and Bob is Robert. Is Jeff Jim? Jeff, Jeff is never Jim. Jeff is Jim neither is Jim nor Jack. It's only Jeff. Oh. <laughs> what a week. What a week. So as... Uh, as our friend from across the pond helpfully noted, Flake is not running for re-election. He did this with some fanfare. He gave a speech on the floor of the Senate where he decried... Passionate. Passionate, passionate. speech. It was a passionate speech. <laughs> where he decried those... Uh, decried not only the politics of the Trump administration, but those who are complicit in what the Trump administration does. Clearly a, a message directed at his colleagues... He also said he's going to spend the next 14 months unafraid to stand up and speak out as if our country depends on it. He follows Bob Corker as the second conservative anti-Trump senator to announce retirement. Last week, Senator John McCain denounced the half-baked spurious nationalism in politics, which was both correct and overwritten. Uh, <laughs> so... Tim Miller, a, f a Crooked contributor, wrote uh, for Crooked.com a piece about Jeff Flake and his decision to retire. He said, I am loath to compliment the president ever, but here I have to make an exception. As frustrating as his supporters' deflections were and are, on this point they're right. Trump was willing to fight where my side was not, and we need look no further than the ongoing unilateral surrender of GOP elected officials and donors to see that nothing has changed. He basically points out that Flake decided to retire with dignity 
instead of go down fighting. Like Titanic style? Like the guys who are playing the instruments in Titanic? Did he, does, does that what people want? Is that what's, what's cool now? Oh, that's See, the Titanic Wait, reference with this got metaphor, you. does that mean the rest of them are like dressing up as women to get on the boat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and babies. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Say, yeah, Mar- I, I do. Th- I do yes. believe Marco Rubio put on a bustier <laughs> and, and one of those old-fashioned life vests and just got on that boat and sat down and yeah. said, "We will deal with this tomorrow." <laughs> you live today, Marco. You figure out a way to explain this tomorrow. I feel like most of the Trump administration would be the people hurling women and children out of the life raft to make room for their luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Real. Yeah. Akilah, I'll start with you. So we've seen these retirements, but as Trump pointed out when he spoke to the Senate Republicans this week, he got a standing ovation. The vast majority of Republicans are still with him. Do we think that... He got a standing O? He got a standing O. Well, it was a great set. And uh, (laughs) uh, he did. He got a standing O... He said he, he likes most of the people in the caucus. Mitch McConnell walked him in, you know. He walked him into like the... To the Senate. They had a lunch. They had a nice lunch. And they, you know, they spoke and there was lots of applause and there was a standing ovation. Do you think that Flake, Corker, McCain, that this represents some kind of a breaking point or is it retirees say their piece but the rest of them won't? What I gotta do you think? say, like my existential dread <laughs> is telling me that this is not a... Like I think people will do it. Uh, and I think that maybe Jeff Flake is gearing up to run for president. Um, I think that it's not, I don't think that it's a greater commentary on like the Republican Party getting woke. I think they're mostly just like, yeah, shit looks bad and uh, the money's just not that her. good. <laughs> so you think it's nothing's changing? No. And like I told you guys upstairs, full disclosure, Jay Flick, Jeff Flake is my friend. <laughs> Jared Flake is his friend. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, no, Jeff Flake is my friend. Jeff Flake is your friend. Jeff Flake is my friend. He, he did the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me show with us in Arizona. We chummed up then. He's one of my 1% of friends in politics that I can go to that makes me feel cool. I'm his one black friend. Makes him feel cool. It's the Shit, one he it's references. a nice symbiotic relationship. And I told him three years ago, I was like, yo, man, you could fucking be president, dude. And I cursed, too, because I was a little high. And I was like, <laughs> he's like, I was like, no, because you are the kind of white man that doesn't creep minorities out. Like, because, you know, he's, for me, and I have some friends in Arizona who might think different, but he's a Republican that you'd be like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't creep you out like, like a lot of those dudes. I mean, he's, he's your average uptight white guy, but he's cool. I just posted it on Instagram. I showed you a picture. Like, we're buddies. And if you remember this about Jeff Flake, back when they had that uh, shooting spree at the softball game, he was saving lives. So he a hero cool with minorities, in my opinion. <laughs> Not bad looking. Like you say, he has a little he Matthew a little McConaughey, Ma- Ma- little McConaughey right? in the face. He could get it. I, you know? I think what is happening at this no. show? <laughs> I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank everyone here We're for GOP coming to our Jeff sales. Flake fundraiser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give what Yay. you can. You can be a $200 flaky, a $500 friend of Flake for $1,000 you're a, a panko flake. breadcrumb. I don't know yeah. what another kind of flake is. <laughs> this took a turn. You're thinking about things different, man. I'm not. We I'm, use not. You. I'm thinking the same, I think. No, okay. I've changed. You've changed me. So, but look, one of the criticisms of Jeff Flake has been that for all his talk, he wrote a book and he went on a book tour to be anti Trump. 
There was very little tangible effort on his part in the Senate to hold Trump accountable, and that now he had a, he faced a choice, which was basically lose or retire. You think he would have lost? Yes, yeah. he's a very low approval rating in, in in Arizona. It seems like he was unlikely to win the primary, and if he made it out of the primary, I think he would have faced a tough general election. I think that's the calculus, and I think. I think a, a, a criticism of Jeff Flake, and I think it is fair to say, look, I disagree with Jeff Flake on policy grounds up and down the board when it comes to standing up to the temperamental calamity that is Trump, the kind of character flaws uh, uh, that make him unsuitable for office. He has been good on that issue when so many others have completely failed and capitulated. But that being said, it shouldn't take deciding you're not going to face re-election to tell the truth. When should he have done it? When would you have done it? Seven... Uh, but when would when I? It would have gone against Trump like day one. No, no, I would have been a coward and waited. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Well, and I also wouldn't. He wrote seventeen. Mi- he wrote a seventeen-minute speech, which is a lot of commitment, knowing that you'll get a tweet back. Like that's <laughs> real. So beyond, <laughs> look, you're managing his presidential campaign, and we didn't know that till we got here. Uh-huh. But you know, one thing I want to say is like, you know, one thing I do like about the Brits. Um, is just one, though. Just the one thing. Just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, on, on one hand, I can name things, but this <laughs> one is how Springerish your politics get. Like, how you guys get really like, fuck you, no, mate, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and you get a lot of... It was like being back home. <laughs> <laughs> that actually raises a good... I actually wanted to ask you about this. You know, you're, we're watching kind of the infighting within the Republican Party in the U.S. There's been... Obviously, debate in the UK over Brexit. How does our Republican nonsense compare to conservative nonsense? Uh, yeah, I mean, yours is a more, far more of a circus now uh, at the moment compared to ours. And there's lots of infighting in the Conservative Party, but it's all quite British. Like Boris Johnson <laughs> wants to get rid. Everyone wants to get rid of Theresa May, but she's still there inexplicably and and has been there for like I don't know how she's still the Prime Minister but no one ever does anything or says anything publicly it's all sort of behind closed doors and well very that sounds British. familiar I yeah. have a question what about Lord Buckethead Lord Buckethead yeah yeah whatever happened to Lord that, Buckethead honestly man I've, I I'm unfamiliar with this concept. what is happening <laughs> Lord Buckethead he was yeah, real I actually band? wrote some speeches for him <laughs> I don't what know are what we even talking about? What? <laughs> Lord Buckethead. He ran in you the... Never, you heard of him? I don't know what you're talking Do about. Do you not know about Lord Buckethead? Lord oh. Buckethead was a... I don't know if he was a superhero. I don't know if he was like a mutant gone wild. But he ran for parliament. He has a bucket on his head and a cape. Yeah. He, He's he, like Batman, but different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all like Batman. He was a guy with... Yeah. <laughs> Right? Am I am I making this up? No, he was a guy probably with some mental health issues who, oh. who wore a bucket on his head and ran for election. And is probably more electable than your president. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, I think he's winning the race for Senate in Alabama now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just a bucket with a head in it. Yeah, man. Things are crazy down in Dixie. So Joe so Jordan Flake. <laughs> Sorry. Jordan? Policy. Jordan? Jordan Flake. I have to get this show back on the rails. Let's get this. It's I got good. It's, it's going fabulous. Yeah. We're having a great time up here. True. I'm positive. Whilst man. we're in a good mood, should we have one of the other things you like about the British? Oh. That's too long. That's too long. When we come back, <laughs> a segment called OK Stop. Yeah. 
Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. Beyonce, Katanji Brown Jackson, the lady who spent 500 days in a cave. Women are all around us. And this Women's History Month, the Crooked Store is celebrating with a pop-up shop featuring favorites from women of color founded companies. For a limited time, the SheCommerce pop-up shop has everything from delicious goodies to kids books to candles, all from small companies that we love. It is a great way to support women of color while treating a woman in your own life. Maybe that's yourself to a sweet distraction from the endless horrors that we face every single day. Happy Women's History Month to all. Check out what's in stock at crooked.com slash store for this month only. And we're back. (laughs) Now for a segment called OK Stop. Here's how it works. We're going to watch a video. And when we feel feel the urge, we say, OK, stop. It stops and we talk about it. This week, there was a lot of news around uh, the funding for a dossier. I just don't have the emotional strength to get into the nonsense, but you all know the story. There was this crazy dossier. It referenced a lot of shenanigans and illegal dealings on the part of Donald Trump, the current president. It also made reference to a certain tape of the micturation variety. It's been known for quite some time that it was at first funded by Republican donors when Trump was in the primary, then funded by Democrats. After uh, Trump cinched the nomination, it came out this week that it was funded by the law firm that represented Hillary Clinton, and there was some consternation as to whether they were honest about that. Anyway, Donald Trump found this to be interesting. Uh, He also, and so he sat down uh, with a man named Lou Dobbs, uh, and they talked about it. Let's watch the clip. Oh, wait, don't start the clip. Is that hissing? Brian. Yeah. Akila. Yes. Jack. Yes. I've talked to them about the hissing. <laughs> the hissing. They hiss sometimes. That. Because of the film. Because of the nature <laughs> of politics in 2017. Oh, I thought it was a reference to the film. With the Trump film. I thought it was hissing like oh, the like sound. Peeing. Yeah. You know, I thought ah. they made that every time. They weren't hissing, they were pissing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Benefit of the doubt for all of you. <laughs> that was improv. That's <laughs> that, was improv. Im- that was It was crowd. improv. It wasn't improv. weird improv. 1930s crowd shit. It was <laughs> improv. But you know what? You know the origin of hissing? I don't. Why? Um, I wow. feel like you do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to learn today. Yes. Is, um, Britain, in, in 1854. The, in the vaudeville days. Number two. When an uh, entertainer was stinky, the crowd would hiss because they would want him to get on the next train out. Like, it's the steam train out. Oh. Now, that was not true. That was just acting. <laughs> that was acting. I'm, I'm working on my acting chops. Let's get this clip started. That's good. 
You don't say when the clip rolls. <laughs> I say when the clip rolls, I know, Brian I know, Babylon. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not Peter Sagal. Don't pull this shit with I me. I know. Oh, yeah, he you're not, slide. You're not questioning everything. Maybe there isn't a Lord Buckethead. Maybe I was in on it as well. Improv. <laughs> Tag team oh, improv. Oh, the plot thickens. Tag team improv. He's never yeah. met Jim Flake. Aquila's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Aquila. Yeah. You're going to listen to this podcast back. Trust. It'll be like the first time you watch The Sixth Sense. Okay. Mm. Looking for clues. Looking for clues. <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where you say, wait till you listen the second time. Yeah. <laughs> As they say about a lot of news podcasts. <laughs> Let's oh. watch the clip. That's Lou Dobbs. Going forward, there's another wall. And there's a wall that's just fallen uh, between uh, the American public, the Democratic National Committee, uh, and Hillary Clinton's campaign. Right. They funded something called the Trump dossier, yeah. uh, which they ballyhooed for some time. Uh, we now know who paid for it. Yep. The DNC and Hillary Clinton and one as yet unnamed Republican. Uh, you want to wonder who that might be? You, okay, stop. You... So two things about that. First of all, we knew already that the Democrats had funded after the Republicans did. Second, Donald Trump wants it to be Jeb Bush so fucking bad. Yeah. Definitely. He, he just so wants it to be Jeb. He's hard for Jeb. He to wants be Jeb the to be the, the secret, the secret Republican. He wants it. He wants it. Can I, I'm just curious how that interview went from border wall. That was the most clunkiest, horrible transition from topics from that border wall yeah, and the border wall Mexicans. Hey, what about that dossier? That's what well, sounds. No, he said, and he tried with that smooth like another wall came down. A wall of us not knowing something. Yeah, we're yeah. like, that's oh, not great. Oh, survived. And segue. It, it, it's it's not a real thing. Material? <laughs> and I gotta that's tell you, I gotta that's tell like you, open mic stand-up level of yeah. segueing. He's that's like, not, oh, what else? Yeah. What else? Oh, a wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, oh man, See, man, right. life is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what comics say when jokes don't work. Oh yeah, man, yeah, life is crazy. You know what? Let's keep rolling the clip. I think I know, but you know, I'll let them find out. They're going to find out eventually. Just it's okay. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a name. One one thing I do not like about Trump's interviews is his interview posture. His whole whatever shitty yoga pose that is that he's doing, and every interview is Why leaning forward with the with the hands and a diamond thing, like he's really listening and giving a fuck, and then he just talks. <laughs> but they did. Don't forget, Hillary Clinton totally denied this. She didn't know anything. She knew nothing. All of a sudden, it found out. What I was amazed at, it's almost $6 million. Stop. Okay, stop. Who the hell is he looking at? <laughs> yeah, what is he looking at? There's someone behind. <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, I saw that. Like, he's talk, he like his wife is back there like, damn that bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very, you know, it's a very Trump move, right, to say Hillary Clinton is that, that, that to accuse Hillary Clinton of lying. No one as of now has any evidence that Hillary Clinton lied about knowing where the dossier came from. There is a question as to whether the law firm was honest about where it came from, but no sign that, that anybody, that, that Hillary Clinton was sort of actively pursuing this dossier and pretending otherwise for months. There's no evidence about that. And on top of that, it's really going to be damning when the P-tape comes out because he's the one who's denying everything. Like, he really can't lead with, she oh, denied wait, you think that. there is a P-tape? Oh, come now? on, you know it is. 
You don't think so, but I bet you when it comes yeah. out, you're going to have 100 here's, gifts on your Twitter. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> don't play. <laughs> oh, man. Here's the uh, thing. Donald Trump pee tape sounds the worst. <laughs> It is like the mixing Because it's like, where's that pee no coming from? Because it's like little guts going to be coming it's all over there. A, Trump, a Donald Trump pee tape is a 55 car pileup on the other side of the highway. And try as you might, you will not have the physical ability to keep no. your head from looking out that window no. and trying to find the carnage. Now, I will say that this has been a year of incredible disappointments. Yeah. And so I cannot allow myself to believe in the P tape. It's not healthy. Because I have been let down by this world too many times, and I am grizzled, and I am, a, I am like one of those dogs in that experiment where the shocks were randomized, and at a certain point, you just lie down and take them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep rolling the clip. It's totally discredited. It's a total phony. I call it fake right. news. Uh, it's disgraceful. So they spent, if you think of it, almost $6 million on something like that. And uh, I think, honestly, I just think it's a disgrace. Uh, suddenly the House Intelligence Committee, the House Oversight Committee are turning to the Democratic Party and talking about, not talking about, but beginning the investigation of something called collusion with the Russians. Come That's on. the real okay, collusion. Stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to keep saying, okay, stop, because I'm just, like, overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> is anybody else, like, choking on the irony? Uh, like, why would you introduce the idea of collusion with Russians when that's, like, your entire thing you're trying to avoid? I just feel like it's amateur hour at the Apollo. No, I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, um, I think it's a little more sinister than that because he can't do anything about what he did and what's about to come out about him. But he can make it seem like it's something everybody did, and he's just Oof. par for the course. That... That basically, I mean, that has been what he did the whole, that is how he became president, right? He dragged our entire culture down to his level. So a P-tape ain't shit. Right. Right. Everyone has a P-tape. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, I mean, a P. So what? I see, so what? Hillary Clinton pees. Yeah. That, that would be like, where's the coverage of that? Hillary pees, yeah. Do you pees think, every day. Do you think... <laughs> do, do you think, like, in the espionage world, if there was a zip file with that... MPEG of the P tape, that would be like some James Bond shit. Like, we must get the microfiche. Remember in the back Ma of the day, it was <laughs> many, microfiche. Many Bothans died to bring us the yeah, 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 yeah. Your thoughts? There was no collusion on my side. I can tell you that. Right. Everybody knew it. You knew it. That looked like a lie. Well, stop. Was... That was a lie. <laughs> did you see him? That was like. Have you seen a five-year-old? I didn't take the cookie. I didn't that back. Did you see that? <laughs> that was classic kitty live shit. I also would just like to add that the, the is it Chiron or Chiron? I've never heard that word said. Chiron. Out. There you go. Chiron. Immediately changed the Clinton collusion. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the person was like, oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, oh. it's so stupid. Oh, the, the most rabid right-wing person in the country is the person who writes the Chirons for Fox News. <laughs> that person, that person is lost to us. Lost, <laughs> lost at sea. Not in vogue, but uh, I always said... And I had no idea how right I was because I didn't realize it would be to this extent. Right. But I always said this was an excuse for losing the election put out by the Democrats. And that's Come what it was. On. Man, he's so well, I mean, petty. That last part's pretty true. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sort of kidding. I mean, it, it is. It's both true and an excuse. 
Oh, you but don't do like you it, think, do you? I, don't, I, I mean, huh? You don't like it. I just want you oh, to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> the P tape? Wait, paying for the no. P tape is why we lost? No, just accurate. <laughs> I just want to be clear when people ask. No, no, no. <laughs> why but did you certainly, lose? It is, cer- <laughs> it is certainly true. We spent all true. our money on a P tape. It is certainly real. true that along with all the other, re- like, yeah. that that we, <laughs> the massive effort on the, heart, on the part of Russia to help Donald Trump become president is certainly on the list of reasons we rightfully cite that, that Hillary lost. That's all. I mean, I don't know why I need to end with that point. Bring the whole crowd down. I've lost them. All right, this is like hummus really quick. This, this anti-Hillary pro flake event is not what you expected. Yeah. Hold on. Yikes. So you're saying? I mean, worse for but we me. All so, you, so you really do you really believe everybody here? We really believe like Facebook, like yeah, really pushed it. I mean, yeah, that's I, like the data. I think that I think that over the course of a of a long campaign, the soup of bullshit from Russia, from the hacked emails that were stolen and then drip, 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 the Comey letter, the uh, efforts by the Mercers through Clinton Cash, everything that was happening at Infowars and Breitbart. It was a massive disinformation campaign. And the thing about disinformation is you don't really need to coordinate that much. Your fake bullshit and somebody else's fake bullshit doesn't need to match to confuse people. It's just, it was just a, we were conducting this election in a cloud of just steaming bullshit. And, okay, fair and, and balance. It, and for all the... <laughs> and that, yes, and that includes Fox News, too. And, and so because it was so close, of course it was responsible. But do you think fair and balance... I have to say that before I say this. Um, don't you think, like, grabbing it by the pussy was worse than all that bullshit? I mean, Trump himself and grabbing it by the in pussy... In America, I've, though? Come on. So you mean your, <laughs> your average person in... Let's think somewhere, like, with people... Kentucky, like North Kentucky, <laughs> North Dakota were like, oh, fuck that. They saw a Facebook post like, fuck, I knew it. That's I think that there's that, a com- I think there's a complicated relationship between how information affects us and how and how we choose the information we see and we choose what we want to believe. I think saying that fake news and disinformation sort of pulled the wool over the eyes of a lot of voters, I think is too simple. That a more nuanced view has to take into account the fact that people do read what they want to read, believe what they want to believe, look for the evidence that confirms their biases, gives them permission. We all do it. We do it too. It's not something specific to Trump voters. Well, can I just say on behalf of the British, a huge thank you. Because after Brexit, we were like, we're going to be the most ridiculed nation on the planet. (laughs) And then America just went, hold my beer. USA! (laughs) Here's the thing. And 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 what really screwed you guys is Brexit happened... And it should have scared the shit out of us. Yeah. But we don't pay attention no. to the country. <laughs> and so we missed Honestly, the signs. But then... You thought that was a new meal. Right. Yeah. But then, I thought it was a boy band. I thought it was we like thought, a $5.99 deal. We, we thought Brexit was a box that had three tacos, Doritos, and a soda for $5. Yeah. But Trump did scare, did have an impact on other countries that woke up to the threat a bit more of yeah, the French. nationalist yeah. French. Well, this took a turn at the end there. That's fine. Should we have some adverts for underpants? When we come back, (laughs) (laughs) a new game. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. 
Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. And we're back! Now for a new game. It is called Vast Right Wing Conspiracy. <laughs> Next month, the FCC will be eliminating or scaling back long-standing limits on local ownership of TV stations. The order will, among other changes, get rid of the requirement that a television or radio broadcast station use a main studio in close proximity to its city of license and eliminate the requirement that stations have staff members available at that local studio. It will allow for large TV and radio conglomerates uh, to, uh, to control more of local markets and get rid of local news pre- presence. Very serious. Acqu- yeah, boo all you want. According to the Pew Research Center, in 2016, five companies owned 37% of all full-power local television stations. That's companies like Sinclair, Gray, Nexstar, Tegna, and Tribune. One of those stations, Sinclair, is in the process of acquiring Tribune Media, which means it will cover 72% of U.S. homes across 108 markets, including 39 of the top 50. This is a conservative pro-Trump company. And we are going to play a quiz to see how much everyone here knows about Sinclair and what their growing presence will mean for the country. Uh, Would anyone out there like to play Vast Right Wing Conspiracy? Hi, what's your name? Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Good evening. Thank you for uh, getting a Love It or Leave It shirt. Thank you for having them. (laughs) (laughs) You look great. Thank you. I feel great. (laughs) All right, good. Uh, Have you been following the news about Sinclair and what they've been doing? Yes. Their kind of quiet growth and their under-the-surface propaganda in the homes of millions of Americans? All right. Well, then I think you're ready for this quiz. Uh, Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read a question, and it's going to be multiple choice, and each of our panelists will read you an option, and it will be up to you to choose the correct answer. If you get all of the questions right... You will win the parachute gift card. Yay! Woohoo! All right. Yes! Sinclair has something called must-runs, short video segments that are produced by the company that station managers around the country are directed to play on the air. Which of the following is not one of those segments? Brian, we'll start with you. The bottom line with Boris Epstein, former Trump surrogate, where he repeats Trump talking points. On a Sinclair panel show called Town Hall, Your Voice, Your Future, Trump TV surrogate Seb Gorka, fuck him, (laughs) with a segment about black African gun crime. Literally, fuck him. Uh, Do you curse on this podcast? Whenever you want. Great. (laughs) I shan't. (laughs) 
1C. Point Counterpoint, hosted by Sean Hannity. Oh, I have heard of him. He is a fucker. Uh, <laughs> I do know he's, he's, he's a not a very a real shit. Um, and Sean Hannity in a moustache. That's not how I normally say moustache. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke one. This is, a, is yeah, an easy first question. Yeah. I've so met- which one is not real? Yes. His is not real. Yes. Sean you nailed, Hannity. You nailed it. Crushing it. Can I say one thing about Sean Hannity? Please. Outside that I hate him. <laughs> I've always, when I, even back when he was with the Combs, <laughs> Sean Hannity looks like baby Fred Flintstone. Do you remember the Flintstone kids? Oh, my God. Look at, look at little Fred Flintstone. That's correct. And look at Sean Hannity's face. Very They're square heads. Yeah. Very square heads. Very punchable. Very. <laughs> right yeah. in the face. And both have prehistoric Story views. Oh, very good. That's a joke. Woo. Look at that. That's called an alley-oop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> alley-oop. That was an, al- that was an alley-oop. <laughs> You're doing sports so now. Good. Let's run this clip again just to give people a taste of what happens during the Boris Epstein. I will tell you firsthand. The president is authentically, truly bothered when our flag anthem, military, or country are disrespected. Standing up for our national symbols will be immensely helpful to the president and the Republican Party as a whole this year and next year's midterm elections and all the way through 2020. What's I love his, the clip. Why is his voice like that? What? What's, where is he from? Bec- his voice... Sma- his sounds his, like he swallowed some bees. He just... <laughs> That's he, how white people who are Republicans sound. It's a reminder. Nah, no. <laughs> he has a... Um, he has... The worst, it's such a funny, it's an, like, oh, right, that's fascism, right? He's not there because he was, like, the most talented guy who came no in for the way. interview. Clearly. He's just a marble-mouthed dummy that Donald Trump likes. <laughs> Marble-mouthed. I mean, <laughs> Ten points, man, that's good. Wow. I'm spitting all over the stage. I love it. <laughs> Alcohol's great. Sandra. Yes? You are sort of one for one. Okay. But we're giving it to you. I'm here. Good. I'm here. Question number two. A well-known media personality is reportedly in negotiations to host a new show across Sinclair stations despite widespread reports of misconduct. Which of the following shows could potentially be coming to Sinclair stations very soon? The No Spin Zone with Bill O'Reilly. Chris. Boo. Ew. Um, the Beltway with Mark Halperin. Uh, Real boo. Literal booze. Fuck. Beat the Markets with Martin Shkreli. <laughs> Sandra has chosen the No, the no spin, spin Zone, zone. with Bill O'Reilly. Seriously, they are Seriously. in apparent talks yes. for him to go yes. to Sinclair. Yep. Uh, yes. yes. Who all you want. God. Yeah, yeah, America's Sinclair. Fascinating. Yep. Diplomacy is a complicated, multifaceted undertaking. The fact that the President and Secretary of State are sending a mixture of messages is a good thing. It says to North Korea that the United States will stand strong in the face of any aggression, but is also open to finding a way to defuse tensions. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the biggest, the dumbest jock from your high school somehow made it. And, no. how and he's you on TV. You tell but me he was from any country, and I'd be like, yep. I, I, <laughs> but how is that guy not on local news? <laughs> like, that is, no. They take the that clip. News. They take that clip, and they make every local station. That shit that. comes on people's local news. They're unsuspecting local news between, like, weather and sports. And then you get this weird, 
marble mouth propaganda. <laughs> you know what? Marble mouth, because you can Honestly, assume he's from where you're from. Really? He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> this or sound is, yes. And this is how dystopian futures start with shit like that. Oh, yeah. I think it starts with Donald Trump becoming president of the United States. Honestly. So if this is Sinclair, like I'm from Chicago where Tribune Media is, is from. So our superstation, Channel 9, WGN, this place the Cubs and Bozo the Clown, if you guys remember that. Unfortunately. That's, that's going to replace Bozo the Clown yes. and the Cubs. WGN is, is one of the be, stations yeah. that could be oh. the new home of a Bill O'Reilly program. Our local news. Oh, we're so- Chicago's not standing for that shit. <laughs> They're gonna Chi-town ain't station. going for that bullshit. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Let's see you what happens. Forget, all our local news is absolutely lovely. It's always about badgers. <laughs> Sometimes sad stories like a badger with a tricky pregnancy, but it always comes true in the end. You know, just badger-based news. It's wonderful. <laughs> There's no political bias. It's so great. badgers are from it. Where, you know, oh, we're big on badgers. Uh, One of the biggest controversies of last year was the badger cull. There's a car what? full of badgers? No, not a car. A cull. They were going to kill the badgers. What are you saying? There was no badger. Cull? No. Brian May from Queen didn't want them to kill the badgers. And other a people culling. wanted the ba- Like oh. thinning out. Culling. They're I'm sorry. The Once you have a national health service, you turn to issues like too many badgers. Too many badgers. <laughs> Honestly, the badgers are very annoying. No, seriously. It was you a problem. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is we it? were thinking of building a wall. A culling. <laughs> The vice president and director of Sinclair Broadcasting, Frederick G. Smith, sent a contribution to a candidate the day after that candidate was charged with what crime? Hunting deer out of season with a M4A1 assault rifle. Body slamming a journalist after the journalist asked him a question about health care. Building a vacation home on protected federal marshland after draining a section of Everglades National Park resulting in the death of thousands of native North American badgers. <laughs> Tough break, Jack. That is weird. That is so weird. weird. Very so weird. weird. It's exa- word for word. So weird, guys. Just... That is spooky. <laughs> right here on the Halloween paper. is coming, guys. That was spooky. That was. Sandra. That was. <laughs> Number two. After, you are after correct. After smacking down the reporter. I've he never smacked. been so happy to yes. be number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was the body slamming by Gianforte of a reporter. Oh, One final clip from Sinclair coming soon to your home. They are the anomaly. You do not make legislation out of outliers. Our big issue is black African gun crime against black Africans. It is a tragedy. Go to Chicago. Go to the cities run by Democrats for 40 years. Black young men are murdering each other by the bushel. This is a social bushel. The motherfucking bushel. Legislation will not save lives. I assume what he's talking uh, about is African Americans. Yes. Yeah. Well, black Africans. African Americans. Who says black Africans like that? Does I he mean, use uh, a racist who's member of a racist. Hungarian Nazi group? Yeah. Yeah, is the most likely candidate. Uh-huh. Because you know what? When you say when you say black Africans to like Trump people, that sounds double scary. Black and Africans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That sounds double terrifying. I just... Anyway. Uh, Sinclair is... <laughs> Sinclair is terrible. Keep your wits about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
here's my question for like the must runs. Uh, do you think it's like possible for the people who work there, like I'm thinking of Chicago specifically, yeah. for the anchors to be like, that was some bullshit. <laughs> Next up, Badgers. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. I hope some of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to that guy. He's a Nazi. Coming up, Badgers. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope that that's exactly what happens. That's, that's a hopeful note. When we come back... The rant wheel. Oh, and Sandra, you won the game. You won the game. Hey, guys, give it up for Sandra. She's going to get the gift card. She did a great job. She's wearing the merch. Thank you. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Did you know that women make up 56% of law students? That's grounds for bragging rights at the dinner table for your conservative uncle who still thinks women belong in the kitchen. It's clear that the future of the legal field is female. So why are so many legal podcasts and reviews authored by men? Hi, I'm Leah Littman. I'm Kate Shaw. And with Melissa Murray, we are the hosts of Strict Scrutiny. Each week, we break down the latest headlines and biggest legal questions facing our country through the lens of diverse voices to give you expert views you won't hear anywhere else. Strict Scrutiny is your guide to the Supreme Court. New episodes drop every Monday, plus bonuses whenever the Supreme Court takes away another one of our rights. Make sure to subscribe to Strict Scrutiny wherever you get your podcasts. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to crooked.com slash store to shop. And we're back! (laughs) Woo! Now for a segment called The Rant Wheel. Here's how it works. We spin the wheel wherever it lands. We rant on the topic at hand. This week, we have Bill O'Reilly blaming God for the sexual harassment allegations against him. We have Trump's obsession with golf, the show Lucifer. (laughs) Uh, Quote, unquote, support dogs. Trump's fake Renoir. Blade Runner 2049. Brexit and Dwayne The Rock Johnson being a Republican. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's spin the wheel. You like the wheel? Brian digs the wheel. It has landed on Trump's obsession with golf, which I believe was an Aquila suggestion. That was me. Honestly, I read the best tweet this week. It was Cameron Esposito. She's amazing. Um, Friend of the pod. And she tweeted that, you know, at this point, golf is complicit. (laughs) I'm just so sick of all of the updates of every week, and it's like, his country is burning to the ground. Trump's killing it on the golf course. Like, honestly, I just... I don't I even think he's killing it either. Yeah, he's like... His he's golf swing is the like, worst. I believe that his friends are those friends that are like, hole in one, man, and he didn't even look, and it's just like in the fucking like, waterway. <laughs> no, you know you know that that golf caddy who turned into his social you know, his social media manager yeah. runs ahead like Smithers and Mr. Burns and just yes, is like... Yes, kicks it in. <laughs> kicks it in and 
It was like, wow, I can't believe it. Another, you beat Found Jack Nichols, you beat Jack Nicholas's record. I just hate Donald Trump. And I feel like he gives, like, golfing's already bad. How can you make something that's bad already, like, worse? Like, he's, he's like, tr- like, make golf good again. Make golf tolerable do you know, again. I think his only contribution to golf that would be a positive one is as an obstacle in a crazy golf course. He, <laughs> don't you think he'd be amazing? Like oh my god! Like yeah, have to hit it off and just the face. hair flapping up and down, and you've got to get it in before. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's basically him. Just sort of it hinges at the middle, and he builds the wall. <laughs> and then he, comes oh. back up. he builds oh, the god. wall. We could do a whole course. And he comes back up. <laughs> I would love to build a Donald Trump butt butt course with you. If that you is have a wonderful me. idea. That could be your next. Event, bro. Shit. Yeah. Those are easy. Those are technically easy to make. I remember. You know what? I remember for Comic Con, Comedy Central made a, a, a mini putt putt golf course, like in the middle of this bar, and you can do it like a pop up, some beers and shit. I'll be front. I'll be front of house. <laughs> I was just sort of greeting people, you know, ushering them in. I could dress up as a butler. I would buy that. Yeah. You yeah. have a very remains of the day vibe. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Repressed, <laughs> bury it deep. <laughs> you see, I'll, I'll lock myself in my room, have yeah. a little cry. It's fine. <laughs> Don't let the world see. <laughs> Yo, you could do that. There's a darkness inside. Don't let the mask slip. Don't let the mask slip. <laughs> You're happy. Oh, I think I'm I was in brought love up with by that nannies. Sounds great. Like him doing that. I think that. we fell in love just now. Did you guys feel it? <laughs> We're in love. We're both very sad. Oh, it is we do want to talk about the Brexit again. We, we want you to tell us about Brexit. No, because you're all bored of Brexit. We're all bored of Brexit. I mean, you don't care about Brexit, do you? You know, one, no one's paying questions. any attention to Brexit. I have a few questions. Okay. So, Brian, it, it, you know, I traipsed and I just got back from Europe like a, a month ago. So I kind of, is that like you guys have to wait in the passport line with me now at the airport? <laughs> Yeah. You know how they, all the Eurozone zone people like, hey, fuck you. And then, yeah. so now you're in the long ass line with us. I have friends who voted on that basis that the non-EU passport queue was a lot shorter than the EU passport queue. And that's how they voted on Brexit. Like people were, like, no one, because it was such a stupid thing. It was never going to happen. And now what's happened is it, it plays into that British stubbornness. And my analogy for it is it's like when there's two lines for an ATM hmm. hole in the wall cash machine and you commit to one queue and then you see the other queue going down and down and down. But because we're British, we will not join that queue. <laughs> Even though it would be far quicker and easier, yeah. we have made our bed and we will line it and we will remain in the queue that we have committed to. Even though the reason it's not moving is because the hole in the wall has run out of money. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know, I think that's also good. I think that's also how you lost India. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't. In Europe, that's one thing I do not do is go to ATMs in the side of buildings because I'm fearful that that's how the mob use those skimmers to get your. Oh yeah. What? Uh, yeah. That could be. That could be a random ass pop up ATM. They take information and then you overseas broke as fuck. You 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 put your you put your thing you take your card out and they have all you your information. You walk away yeah. and then the the guy in the ATM suit pops out. And he right. <laughs> it's that English humor. I the don't mob get. boss. <laughs> Why are you a machine? I have a question. Is Brexit still happening? Or are you guys just like eating popcorn, watching our bullshit? I think we're waiting, hoping that maybe it won't have to happen, but it's gonna happen. You think Aww. that actually? You think they're gonna forget? 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 just sort of waiting them out. Just get me back out of it. Never happened. All right, let's spin it again. It has landed on Blade Runner 2049. And now here's what I want to say. Now, this is not a rant at Blade Runner 2049. This is a rant at all of you people that didn't go out and see Blade Runner 2049. How many of you on a daily basis at your cafes and your your quick serve restaurants with their dog grooming places, their dog grooming (laughs) places, your ride share application places, locations (laughs) whatever you do in this godforsaken economy have complained about how movies are so stupid and they're just for kids Blade Runner 2049 comes out and where the fuck are you you're on your phones at home like animals (laughs) it didn't do well enough and it's a smart cool sci-fi movie and I want more of them and I can't have them because it's America in 2017 and we can't have nice things Guys, we had a lot of fun tonight. We learned a lot about badgers. The rest is a blur. (laughs) Give it up for our awesome panel, Brian Babylon, Akilah Hughes, Jack Whitehall. Have a great night, guys. Hi, what's your name? Uh, I'm Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Um, Are you from Arkansas or do you just love Arkansas? I'm from Arkansas, born and raised in the capital city. Cool. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> my question to you is what can us in the redistricted southern states that are just in a complete and utter stranglehold do? That's a great question. I think it's a, it's a, we get that question a lot. We get it from people in. And I don't want to move to California. I love my state. Well, I think that's good. We need you to stay in Arkansas. Uh, I think that's a great question. We get that question a lot, both from people in deep red places like Arkansas, where you're represented, like people like Tom Cotton, who is among the worst members of the Senate and just really a kind of disgraceful figure. And we hear it from people from places like California, which, you know, they've been my congressperson is on the right side of the issues. You know, what am I supposed to do? I would say that, that first of all, I'd say two things. One, local politics is local politics, and it isn't beholden to the same partisanship and polarization and kind of built-in biases that, that we have at the national level. Things would be very hard to win a Senate seat, but it's, a, it's a much different uh, to fight for a city council seat or, or, a, or in a mayor's race where you could actually make a really big difference. I mean, you look at Trump pulling out of, of Paris and you say, oh, well, that's a disaster for the country. But then uh, not just states and not just cities, but businesses, colleges, municipalities, they step up and they make changes at the local level. And you know, uh, what do you what do you do for a living? So you work for a medium sized science center in Little Rock, Arkansas. I mean, that is a place that has a lot of influence uh, in Little Rock. Where you, uh, do kids come to to check? Is it a science? Is it kids come? So so I mean, hundred twenty thousand kids come every year. So I mean, that's a place where you're making a huge difference and and talking to kids every single day about the importance of science. And so I would say that like. Politics is a lot more than Donald Trump, and it's a lot more than Tom Cotton, and I think you can make a difference there every single day. And beyond that, things are changing, and things change fast. Bill Clinton (laughs) is from a place called Hope. Uh, Doug Jones has a real chance in Alabama. Things turn on a dime. That that 
a lot Donald Trump broke a lot of rules that weren't actually rules and so a lot of the things we think are unbreakable unchangeable all of a sudden will be different one day so you know keep up the fight and I think that that's a place to leave it thank you guys all so much for coming out great show have a good night it's love it, believe it, it's love it, believe it.